This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and here to to close the chapter on the book of peace of New Jersey for this season with me is Jordana Abraham. Hi, Jordana. Hi, Dylan. I could not be more excited to finish the season with this weird ass episode we that came, just came up. We came here to close the chapter. You know, this might be the last time we ever speak. <laughs> I'll be back next year. <laughs> I don't um, ever yeah. want to see your face after today. <laughs> this is the the final battle royale. Yeah. You said it when we sat down to record a few minutes ago. It, it, a weird episode. It's, yeah. Ended weird. Um, started weird. It's tough. I think, I think going into this reunion with all the kind of amplifying that had happened up until this point, it felt like, it, and it still feels like this is a kind of, pivotal final mm-hmm. moment closing a chapter of the gorga judice you know yeah. era but there isn't there isn't going to be a neat wrapped in a bow conclusion nobody won nobody got knocked out at the end of this reunion yeah there was no one who was like eviscerated i mean and andy kind of said it well right in some ways where he was like you guys seem like you've been like more honest and like cutting through like, yeah like going straight to your point of your emotions instead of sort of dancing around at the season. But that hasn't actually resulted in anything good happening either. Yeah. And I think from a viewer perspective too, there's so much, there's so much kind of like antagonizing between the two sides of the cast and on social media. And it's like the thing about this reunion is that no, nobody's mind is being changed at this point. It's kind of like, right. it's. I feel like it's sort of like American politics where it's like, you can think the other person is so wrong, yeah. but there's no actual way to explain to them like how to get them to change yes. their mind. It's like with the debates or something where you're kind of like, the only thing that's happening is people are getting strongerly affirmed in their own viewpoints. Right. And while, while, you know, Rachel and Danielle end up making a truce and Jennifer and Margaret pretend that they don't that, have any real issues. Yeah, I was not belie- <laughs> believing that one. With yeah. Teresa and Melissa, there's not even going to be this kind of like reunion truce moment of mm-hmm. like, a, yeah, I think I think we could work on this going forward. Like there just isn't, they barely want to be in the same room together, let alone, you know, hugging it out at the end. Yeah, but to me, I kind of seemed, seemed clear that they're both going to be back next season. Like, I agree. Right? And I think I've seen more people saying that in the last, oh, as this reunion has been airing, I think prior to the reunion, it felt like this was going to be kind of like the the title fight and then, you know, winner take all, loser, get the fuck out. Yeah. But it does kind of feel like this still is the... I think we still need them both. It's still the story we're tracking. Yeah. And I think, honestly, from a from a network decision standpoint 
the biggest the biggest question mark is like is louis a liability that we are willing to to keep on the air because i think the whole theme of this third part of the reunion was really like the sinister energy that louis has either directly brought to the group or is happens to be in the group at the same time that he is now here. Yeah, I think that was the thing that maybe I was most convinced of after the three-part reunion finished was like not that either one of them was going to reign, but that Louis kind of like a huge shit starter. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's tough because the the idea of him specifically hiring private investigators is one thing and i guess we don't know definitively because he says that he did not right. and but he did say that he did that's why i was very confused. <laughs> right. i feel like i was get, being gaslit like in the same moment where he was saying well, no but then he was saying yes well Jordana, it was misstated but then he said it again the next day exactly the same <laughs> way but sense. he was stressed and there was a lot going on uh, that and also the security guard he's like i my 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 private investigator told me to hire the security guard but i thought he's like I, and then we're like, I thought you just said you didn't have a private investigator. Well, he's friends with the private investigator, but perhaps he's he's saying he didn't hire Bo Deedle, but Bo Deedle is a close friend. And then Bo Deedle has sent this security guard on his behalf. But I really think he's kind of I think he's kind of beating around the bush here of like they may have some arrangement where Louis is not technically writing Bo Deedle a check to be investigating John Fuda, but that maybe they're like, oh, yeah, you know, like, what did you find out about my friend John? Uh, here, let me pay you for the pizza. Right. <laughs> like, well, maybe it's a barter for publicity because I, you know, that I definitely didn't know who that was before this. And if I ever need a private investigator. Look, Sam, I. <laughs> Now that this season is over, I, if any, if there's like a good book out there about private investigators or something, that sounds interesting because everybody on the couch is like, he's one of the most renowned private investigators. I'm like, renowned in what, where? In what circle? Right. In 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 North Jersey, apparently this is a, a booming industry. Is it of, thing? I, I don't know. In North Jersey, everyone has a private investigator unless you're poor, like Margaret. <laughs> and you when, have to do your own research. When Rachel's like, Melissa and I were at dinner and Bo Dino was sitting at the next table. I'm like, this is creepy. Does he live there? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But but yeah, it's like, aside from the, the yes or no question of did Louis hire these people, he keeps throwing out these kind of nonspecific threat-like statements, you know, I know everything. Your time is coming. You'll regret this. Right. Let's play like that whole. If he didn't do the stuff that people think he did, he is not doing a very good job of making himself seem like the kind of person who wouldn't do that. Right. It's just like especially confusing to me because he's saying that he's as a private investigator, but also not saying that he doesn't. <laughs> I just don't like is, is that not the case? Is he not saying that like he yeah. works with one well i think he it's so unclear to me like what his actual intention was when he said that on camera multiple times in the right. finale and then now he seems to he seems to have this idea that if he admits to this it will be bad for him right but everybody already in their mind thinks or knows that he did this so it's a little bit like why are we 
pretending like the yeah it makes him look worse everybody on everybody on the couch has their own personal receipts of like this is what happened with my son's mother this is what happened yeah at, you know you called the job i have the phone record like especially john fuda seemed like yeah particularly heated john fuda what a reunion performance i know i'm kind of looking forward to seeing him next season i know andy andy can i ask a question right why'd you bring my son's mother into this why'd you have me investigate like he's taken his uh destiny into his own hands but he's very calm when doing it so that's yeah. very uh I think he's a he's he could be a sleeper hit next for next year. I next agree. Season. People judging from social media this season, people were really liking John. So I think I think he and Rachel will definitely be back mm-hmm. next season. It was, but then at the very end, Louis is a little bit trying to have his cake and eat it too because at the very end things have been so hectic. He goes over to Rachel. He's like, he does I, this thing. Like, can, right. I, can, can I just say, Rachel? I think you're an amazing mother. I think it's beautiful what you're doing. And John is like, no fuck off right you're not gonna be like coming over here and being our friends while you're not admitting to this thing that at least i feel like i know that you did yeah and he's kind of like this is a manipulation tactic you're trying to like play nice when it's over so that like to manipulate these people and i think that there are some people who are better better at realizing that than others yeah i think we've seen this kind of thing from him where he's into the meditation and he you know, is speaking rationally about situations. And even the way he talks to Teresa, sometimes it's like, hey, calm down. Don't do this. Don't overreact. Whatever, whatever, whatever. But then clearly does the same thing. That's not actually how he like moves through the world. Right. It's like a segment. It almost seems like that's like a segmented part of him, like a compartmentalized part of him that he uses in situations that he think will benefit him. But that's not who he truly is. Yeah. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at Honey honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe. And you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to 
overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake, Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want. With tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences, every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I was happy to hear that uh, Frank is moving out of David's house. <laughs> he, and, he and Brittany are buying a place together. That's a big... You know what? I think Brittany should thank Dolores because I think mm. that Dolores has basically ended their weird, like, non-traditional yeah. thing. And I don't think that Frank would feel like he was, like, in this... That, that he was in this very bizarre situation if Dolores hadn't basically cut off right. that awkward family dynamic. Like, I think he might be still living with David if Dolores was still into having him in her life to the extent right, that Right, if he before. was still popping by Dolores' house and going out to dinner with her all the time. Um, but it, it, it is, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad to see Frank, like, moving on with his life a little bit. Yeah, although the Frank Jr. thing was also oh, yeah. interesting. I find it very odd that Dolores has such an intense loyalty to Teresa that she will not touch anything mm. negative that is said about her. She will not add on. She will not. She seems yeah. to have like some sort of behind the scenes agreement with Teresa that she is not going to say anything that goes against her because she never has, which yeah. I find to be just very weird for someone who seems so level headed. Well, and it's it feels like a very specific dynamic in the sense that Dolores doesn't always agree with Teresa. She doesn't always you know, she's not always fighting her battles mm -hmm. or, you know, kind. she doesn't play the Teresa soldier the same way that Jennifer, Jennifer Aiden does, does sure. or Danielle yeah. this season. But there is this kind of, it feels like there's this ground level understanding that it's like, there will not be, I will not go like turn on you. Yes. And in this specific situation, so last episode we saw backstage, the guys talking about, Fra and Frankie talking about how, his son had been working for Louis and then basically the company shut down and Louis sort of ghosted Frankie Jr. Yeah. On stage, you know, Joe, Joe Gorga clearly really wants this information to come out. I mean, Joe Gorga wants to make Louis look bad. bad yeah. And Dolores and Frank are not, not going to talk about Which it. Which is weird because Frank was talking about it backstage like quite a bit. Right. And, it it's very very strange. Dolores is almost bordering on threatening Joe and Melissa to to not say more than they're saying. You know, she right. she's like, we've never had a problem. We don't want to have a problem now. Don't bring me into this. Don't right. bring, yeah. Don't bring, don't bring my, my son, son into this. this. Yeah. You know, Joe is specifically saying, Louis, is that what happened? What happened? Come on, say what happened. And it's so weird because obviously Louis, Frank, Dolores don't want this information out yeah. as a topic of conversation for whatever reason. But the, the way that this moment unfolds makes me want to know even more. For sure. <laughs> it makes it, feels it seem like even they're covering shadier. Something yeah. Up. 
And I mean, I love Dolores. I think she's like a great person. She seems awesome on the show. But I do think she only really has her like personal evolution as her storyline. And she really, at least this season, did not have much to do with any of the drama among any of the women. Yeah. Which I don't feel like she's carrying her weight there. I think you kind of need to pick a side eventually. Well, and I think especially having comparing her and Jennifer over the last few seasons, the way that Jennifer really puts in the work sometimes to a degree that's like a little much (laughs) versus Dolores. It's like, I, I think Dolores is one of the most personally interesting housewives. I think she, she has brought a lot to the show in terms of her family. Obviously Frank is a huge part of this show over the last few years as well. But I agree that it's like, there has to be taking the high road. Isn't a storyline. Yeah. And she just does. She won't, um, she won't engage to, to quote uh, <laughs> Meredith Marks. Meredith Marks, um, who yes. I uh, who I saw yesterday. And, oh, really? Yeah, she had a she had a breakfast event, and she's it was like jewelry, and she's launching caviar. Interesting caviar, yeah. very I, very hot right now. I sampled the Meredith Marks caviar. It was How good. was it? It was good. good. Nice. I mean, tasted like caviar. I don't I mean, know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm not. Like, I'm not as much of a caviar enthusiast that I would be like this one is better than I this know. one. She and Seth are doing a podcast together in oh, the fall. Really? It'll be interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Um, I digress. But yeah, I think I think Dolores is kind of uh, an interesting question mark. If Teresa were to leave the show, kind of how would she right. regroup? If Teresa stays on the show and things are perhaps even more polarized than they were this season. She'd be forced to take a stand. Yeah. Right. And will she kind of, you know, it's kind of like when you have... Uh, you know, like a, a friend that's in a relationship and you don't really like the person and you have to decide like if and when to say something and like how strong of a, you know, how do you handle that kind yeah. of situation? And I feel like Dolores, this feels like the reunion where everybody kind of was jumping ship from Louis a little bit and Dolores Besides isn't Jennifer. ready to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, he t- he told her that he didn't hire private investigators. Well, if he said it, it must I be love, true. That was a rare moment for Joe Benigno to get. Well, he lied. Right. It's like there's a reason. Right. There's an explanation for for why that is a conflicting story. It's like, well, we said he did it. I don't know. Well, if he said. Oh, Jennifer. Jennifer. I believe she knows. I believe she knows better. And she just doesn't always choose to pay attention to it. Jennifer is like a one track loyalty mind, I think. Yeah. Bill, I guess, is doing better he's more less closed off less, yeah so, i don't know he's like i'm definitely not going to any of my kids games but <laughs> he's like look have i missed a lot yes is being a surgeon good for being a parent no, no. but i'm not i'm Am not I gonna the, change anything he's like i'm not in the pool house all night just for an hour <laughs> like, okay okay bill <laughs> yeah i don't that to me is kind of like a. I think we talked about this last week but it's like you're going to sweep it under the rug. You're either going to ch- yeah. make changes or we should probably just like stop worrying about. Yeah. It just feels like they didn't, they would decide that there was such an interesting plot line. And then they were just like, let's just kill it. We don't really want to talk about it. We, don't, yeah. we, we, we prefer that not to be our story. Yeah. So getting back into the, the bow deedle of it all, there's a security person downstairs. Andy has to literally scream at Teresa and them. Andy was annoyed. Up. I yeah. think this was, we have seen Andy, you know, flustered, having to raise his voice to get people to shut up. You know, this is not like the first time that we've seen Andy kind of like a little bit heated. But I feel like this was, this felt like a uniquely 
difficult reunion for him to referee. Well, I think that he was kind of, I think he was having it with Teresa because he kept being like, you better let her finish. Like, or like you have to stop doing that. And then finally, I think Teresa was like kind of, she, you could see it in her face where she was like being put in her place a little bit by Andy. Yeah. And I think it's, it's tough because when people are having conflicts like this on a reunion and they're both in the first chair and it, it's hard because for the reunion format, we need to see them both speak and have time to say what's on their mind. And Teresa's like instinct is like anytime Melissa is speaking at this reunion, it's just like, shut the fuck up. I don't want to listen to you. I want to talk to my brother. Uh, you know, right. I'm done with you. You're the devil, blah, 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 it's blah. Like, that's not how these things work. Right. <laughs> I thought there was specifically a moment where she was like, I want to talk to my brother. Shut up. I'm done with you. And Melissa's like, you just, an hour ago, you said you disowned us. So like. Right. Well, it seems like, I mean, it seems like the only way that Teresa's going to get along with her brother would be if they like got divorced. Yeah. Like it seems she would love that. Yeah. But but Gia wouldn't, apparently. Apparently. So the, the, there was this thing that Joe had said about how Gia said that he could do better than Melissa. Melissa. Yeah. And so Teresa is incensed over this. She whips out her phone, calls Gia. Sweet Gia is at Coachella. Plant, planted, right? <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. I would assume so. I mean, like, I, I don't know. But Andy takes the phone. Um, he asks her, you know, did you say the thing? She was like, no, I would never. And the fact that my... Uh, it's so funny because when Teresa... When she picks up the phone, it's as if she doesn't know that the reunion is happening. She's like, mommy, oh, right. the, the resort I'm at is so nice. Like, the hotel is beautiful. Oh, hi, Andy. Oh, oh, wait, what's, what's the question? Oh, yeah. No, she didn't, he didn't say... I didn't say that. And by the way, I think it's despicable that my uncle would say that. Right. It's very. It felt very, like, scripted. Yes. Yeah. And I don't... This is, That's not, like, a, a diss on Gia. I think that she was... Being a but I think supportive she and, daughter in a very specific she, way. Right. I think she and Teresa discussed that yeah. like she was going to get on and refute this claim. Though I do think... So this is what precipitates Teresa storming out of the room. Mm. She's just so furious over... Right. It's just so weird that she would get so mad about that because that is a belief that she inherently has. And right. that she's not shy about airing, that she doesn't like Melissa... And that she constantly thinks that she's doing things to, to her brother that are not right. So why is it such a crazy belief that she would say that she would say that he could do better than Melissa? She like she clearly believes that. I know, but so, so she gets heated. She says she would never raise her kids that way. Mommy and daddy, you should be ashamed. Um, she turns out, don't come following me. Who is she talking to? I that is such a good question because we do see Louis goes out. Right. To the hallway. Andy eventually goes out and talks her back in to basically finish things up. But it's like, did you think Joe was going to come follow you? Yeah. Was that who she was talking to? It clearly wasn't Melissa. Uh, I don't know. But she so she calls Gia again from the hallway and is like talking through things. And there's so they give an alternate explanation for this, like Joe can do better yeah. thing, which is that at the time this was right before the wedding. They had decided they weren't coming, and Gia said that Joe could do better, like as a supportive brother right. to her mom. Which I I have no problem with that. accepting that yeah. as like that's what Gia said, and then it got taken 
into a different direction. But that to me doesn't mean that automatically we know Gia's never made a similar comment to the right. Melissa thing. Yeah. To me, that was kind of just like semantics and yeah. I'm sure it's possible. I wouldn't be like shocked if that all, but clearly in the same conversation, she was talking shit about Melissa or else that wouldn't have, he wouldn't have even thought that was an option that he was saying you can do better. Yeah. I think honestly, it's like between the two families at this point, it's like things are just so broken down and toxic that it's, it's almost, it's a little fruitless to pick apart like one specific comment right. that somebody made one time on a certain phone call because it's like so many things have been said. So much harm has exactly. been done from both directions. And it's just kind of like, why are we still doing this? Right. It's very much like besides the point, mm -hmm. like you were saying. And I think that's, I mean, that kind of lends itself to the the feeling that this reunion is like a final thing between the two of them. It's tough to see. I honestly got emotional a little bit watching the last few minutes of the episode because it not because I'm like, oh, it makes me so sad that they're not like hugging it out and besties again or whatever. But just that it's like this. It sucks to see a family in mm -hmm. this place. And, you know. Teresa breaking out the Italian and saying, you broke my heart in Italian over and over again. Times, yeah. uh, Joe saying, you know, never say never. I'm not happy with you right now, but if you got in an accident tomorrow, I would run. Well, they're both kind of like, we love you. Yeah. It's kind of like, we love you. We just don't like you. Yeah. Which is sort of like how people feel. And I think that's probably relatable too to a lot of people who like <sighs> have strained relationships with their family where it's like, I love you. I'm bound to you with like my DNA and, you know, we have a history together, which mm -hmm. I value, but I don't really like you. Right. And like, I, I love you enough to to walk away. Right. And, and also to give you a, a an organ if you needed one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. And I, so it's like they're they're putting us on this ride one last time of like these people are have been so awful to each other. But at the same time, it's like it's you're my blood. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I still just don't really get why they hate each other so much. It just seems like. Yeah. Right. It's like after all of these years, when it comes down to it, it's like, what are we fighting about? Melissa right. coming on the show? But then there's just random, th random resentments <laughs> from like the past 20 years that are just keep getting being brought up. Like J Joe Judice's business partner and you didn't invite me to dinner and like yeah. all these little things that I guess just became these like but i don't think it's about any of them no yeah and that's what's i think that that's part of why it feels like something has to give in the future of this show that it's like is next season and the season after it and the season after that really still just going to be about melissa going behind Teresa's back in 2010 right are we can we can this franchise really never be about anything else I think it could be. They just need to like subdue this storyline a little bit. I don't think it's ever going to disappear, especially if they're both back. But I think it could be like less of a proportion of yeah. of what everyone's talking about. It can be about Danielle and her brother. <laughs> yeah, that be that be fresh. Yeah, I do think there is there's potential to be explored. It just is. It's tough to imagine if both of them stay on the show. Do we just? pretend do we just not bring it up like it's it's tough to think about right. kind of how that would work even though i don't necessarily 
want to spend another season talking yeah. about Teresa and Melissa. Can they be in the same room together? It was so funny when Teresa was like, yeah, I was nice this season because I was getting married. Yeah. <laughs> like, not because I'm a nice person, but like, I just wanted there to be. <laughs> it is funny how sometimes people on these shows kind of like lose their minds a little bit when they're getting married. Like, do you remember the season of New York when Luann was getting married to Tom and they were like any trip they went on, it was like, well, I'm getting married, Tom. so I should have the nicest room. And it's or like, the, or the cabaret. Yes. <laughs> it's yes. like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. No one cares, but you. Right. <laughs> it's like wedding break. Like in Teresa's mind, like this entire season was like her wedding, wedding season. Yeah. Which I actually feel like it was not to me. I, when I look back at it, I'm not like, oh, that was like the focal point. Oh, and of thank God, going on. Yeah. there's nothing. There's nothing I like less than when a wedding becomes the focal point for an entire season of a Bravo show. Yeah, and maybe she thought it would be, but I really don't think it panned out that way. Right, and it's like, okay, the Ireland trip was like framed as a bachelorette, or right. the you know there was an event that was like mm-hmm. her shower or whatever, but none of it was really like. We really? weren't watching her wedding plan. We weren't really talking about that. Right. Right. Like even the the day when the daughters were trying on the bridesmaids dresses, like that scene was really about Joe Judice calling her. Like, yeah. I mean, I think Teresa really strongly feels that this is her show. Yeah. And that she is like the backbone of it, which in some ways is not like completely untrue. Like she has, she has to give her credit, been through the most on the show of yeah. anyone. Like it has followed her full life. Like, Her daughter was born on this show and now she's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what, 13 yeah, or something. So she has, it is intricately tied to her life in a way that I don't think it is, it is tied to anyone else's. Yeah. I think it's, it's a question that has come up over the last four or five years on a lot of these franchises that have been on for a long time of what is the show really about? What makes the show the show? Vicky leaving Orange County is a big one. You know, what they're doing with Roni right now is a complete reshuffle, reboot, reboot, and we'll see how it goes. But like, just because a franchise has been one thing, Bravo has shown us that that is not... No one is safe. Yeah. Well, I think that it is in Bravo's best interest to not make it about one person, Mm. to make it about, you know, the group, to make it about the dynamics, to make it about the full cast. Because if you make it about one person... One, that person will demand too much money. Um, <laughs> and then just like for, as a business, yes. if you if the person feels they're indispensable, then they they hold the cards. And I don't mm-hmm. think Bravo is like in the business of giving any one person the cards to an entire franchise or mini business that no. they have. So you really have to be careful because it's not in Bravo's best interest to make it the Teresa show. And I think that's a big part about why it wasn't her wedding wasn't the the big to do. Maybe she thought it would be because they're not trying to make it just about her. They're trying to hedge their bets on a bunch of different people. Right. They want you, they want you to get to know the new women and to like them and be invested in their journeys. They want to bring on these friends of and test them out and see if they have potential to be housewives next season. Like all of those things that you kind of see mechanically at work Mm -hmm. are strategic. And, you know, obviously they need their stars and they need people who are really going to bring in the audience and bring people, people coming back and people buying BravoCon tickets and people, you know, watching on Peacock and all of this stuff. But like at the end of the day, Housewives is the star, not any one person. Right. And it's when you, when you, when you forget about that, that sometimes things end badly for you. <laughs> uh.
Splash Refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin in orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Really quickly, we didn't talk about the Jacqueline thing at all this episode. And that made made me laugh so hard when (laughs) Andy was like, not it's funny because like sometimes when Mm -hmm. someone Andy really will only like get involved in bringing up stuff when it's so blatant and like it's so like egregious and crazy when someone is just doing something so absurd that he has to say it. Well, so first Andy asks Joe about what Teresa was saying about Jacqueline prior to him coming on the stage. Um, and Frank chimes in. This was, I don't know if this is new information or if something I had forgotten about. Frank says that he was Joe's attorney at the time. He That was really funny. On the spot yeah. gets Joe to waive the attorney-client privilege. Uh, and he says that Joe was asked by the FBI to come down to West Patterson and discuss Joe Judice. And Joe never showed up or said a word. I mean, that's good. It's compelling. I think the admission that the FBI was talking to Joe is interesting. And I, you know, I have no reason to believe that Joe, that that's not the truth. Yeah. No, I totally, I don't think Joe would do that. I think that like for all his shit with Teresa, I do think he actually loves her. Yeah. As a sister. Well, and I don't think he hates Joe Judice either. I think there was, there were a lot of complicated feelings about the way that they got sent to prison and you know the parents and all of that stuff like it's it was a shitty situation all around but yeah i don't think that flashback like seven years i don't think joe gorga's like aim was to ruin joe judice yeah and i actually think he would like if Teresa would like apologize or like come really want to work it out i think he would he would do that yeah i don't know but um (laughs) but to Teresa says that Jacqueline has no reason to lie okay. about any of this, which I think the fact that we're talking about Jacqueline on TV in 2023 is reason enough for her. I mean, Jacqueline also lie. texted all this mean shit about yeah. her to like in two episodes ago to, to uh, Jackie. To Jackie. <laughs> it's kind of like, I mean, even if she doesn't have a reason to lie, she clearly says things to various people that she doesn't say to others. Well, I just think if there's somebody who hasn't gotten to be on TV in a while 
and suddenly we're talking about them on TV. There's a motivation yes. there. Like ja- pe- more people are Googling what is Jacqueline Larita up to than they have. I, I did. Yeah. <laughs> more, I looked at her Instagram. More people are popping over to her Instagram Sorry. than they have it since, you know, 2017. So. Right. There's always motivation. There's always motivation. We are on TV. But <laughs> Andy says that Teresa standing Jacqueline suddenly is the joke of the century. And then they, they show us this like wide-ranging montage of all of the shitty things Teresa has said about Jacqueline. Truly, the editors were like scraping the barrel and I appreciated it. I appreciated it too. I also appreciated when I, whenever you get those flashbacks, I'm like, this is what this person used to look like. <laughs> she looks so different. Yeah. Right. It is. It, yeah. It, like even just like Teresa's hair. Yes. It's such a journey. And I saw, I saw a photo of her recently where it was like, her hair used to be so like jet black and oh, yeah. the, the whole texture changed. Like watching just visually, it's a journey. And of course, I mean, Teresa railed on Jacqueline for years. Yeah. And so it, hated her. So funny. It's so funny for her to just be like, Jacqueline's the greatest girl. She has no reason Doesn't to lie. Sense. And now I believe everything she has to say about Melissa. It's, it's just funny. And it's funny for somebody in Teresa's position, who's been on this show for like 15 years. She knows they have footage. She knows they have footage. And she also knows, or she should know how people operate in the periphery of these, of this show. Yeah. Think about the Kim D Kim G all of the people over the years who have like, you know, been in the shadows of Real Housewives of New Jersey. It's like all of these people have like ulterior motives that are going to say what they need to say to like either get attention or get on camera or make somebody else look bad. Like it's just I feel like the the Housewives IQ should be a little higher. Yeah, I would say Teresa's big flaw in the show and why she doesn't look that good that often, or at least I mean, some people would disagree with me. A lot of people love her, I know, but she's very short sighted. She doesn't know that like the thing you say now, if it's in contradiction to something you've said before, is not going to make you look good. Yeah. I don't think she sees that. And I think Melissa's strategy, just returning to the very end of the episode when Andy's kind of asking like, okay, what's up? How are we feeling? Melissa's strategy, she just says, I, I, you know, I want the best for Teresa. I worry about her and I'll go with, I'll go along with whatever the family decides. Like she's kind of, playing it safe a little bit and saying like, I'm not going to be the one to say today's the last time I ever talked to my brother. I'm closing a door. I don't want to ever see you again. Melissa's like, look, I'm going to stay on the show probably. Right. I'll do whatever you need me to do. (laughs) Well, it's also like, it's her brother's sister, right? Yeah. I mean, it's her husband's sister. Yes. So it does make sense. Like if that were just in terms of family dynamics, it would be like, I'm not going to make you estranged from your sister. That has to be your choice. And if you don't want to be estranged from her, like I will be fine with it. Right. And it's like, I, Melissa, I think has always at least portrayed herself to hate Teresa less than Teresa hates her. And I think that's very accurate. I think there is some sort of like deep seated hatred of, of, and you could sit in Melissa says that at the end, it's like Teresa, you could see it in her face. She hates her. Like, so strongly yeah. she has such intense negative feelings for her and there's got to be something behind that i just don't mm-hmm. really understand yeah why yeah and uh you know unfortunately this reunion was not able to answer all of those questions for yeah. us uh we don't know we don't know about that we don't know uh we don't know what happened with 
uh, Frankie Jr.'s job. So many questions. I still feel like we don't know what happened with the pizza ovens, but I don't even care to get into that. I mean, that just seems like it's funny that John John Fuda was like, yeah, you just need a contract. like <laughs> Right, like you get a piece of paper. Like, yeah, and he's like, John Fuda, you're in business. Like, what do you think of this situation? It's like, oh, business? Like, there should be a contract. Like, groundbreaking. Wow. <laughs> right. It's, you know, the thing we all signed so that we're here filming a TV show? Yes. Make one of those if you're starting a business with someone that you fight with historically, constantly. <laughs> when Louis is like, I just wrote a check for a hundred and something thousand dollars. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, maybe some of our questions will be answered next season. Maybe not. But either way. Uh, this has been a great one, Jordana. So great to be here. I hope I'm I'm back next year. I'm sure there'll be a lot to unpack. And uh, you know, maybe we'll find one or two times to get you in, oh, in yeah. between now and then. But um, but in the meantime, thank you so much, and thank you everyone for listening this season. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. We have lots more great stuff coming up. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Picot. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.